Blog Talk Radio. Hey, Blog everybody. Oh, what, what? What just happened? <laughs> Carry on, good fellow. Can I, can, can I take that from here or no? Well, I think that's what carry on good fellow means. Well, you said it with such a great accent, I, I actually missed it. <laughs> <laughs> carry on, Brian. There we go. That's what we needed right there. Hey, hey, everybody. Kaylin Patterson of the uh, Midwest Waffle Place. And I know it doesn't sound like I'm from there, but yes, yes, I am. Well, anyway, this is Blog Talk Radio. Midwest Muscle, People Be Real Talk in the House. And this program is sponsored by People Be Muscle, the number one drug free sponsorship foundation in all of the world. And if you, yes, you are a drug free athlete and are looking for a solid, solid foundation and a vehicle to drive your girls like what Desiree. That Mac truck through ice cream, chocolate ice mm. cream, of course. With some uh, snickerdoodle. With the uh, Yeah, We'll take that. We'll take the swirled snickerdoodle. I, I, I'll be really happy with that. But anyway, check us out at peoplebemuscles.com. And now, let's chit-chat with a banter. Hello, Desiree. Hello. Hello, hello. How are you doing, Caitlin O'Patterson of the Telling Clan? Well, the brain is coming back slowly but surely, and I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but hey, that's where we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a little bit of rain this way, so I am happy with that, and you know, we're here, and we have a guest, and I'm happy with that, so why don't you cue us up for tonight? Well, uh, this lady works really hard. She steps up, and she does everything that she's supposed to do. And we're going to have a nice little conversation about even when things seem to be going right, they weren't going rondy. That is a word, and that is a phrase. So we're just going to find out, you know, how even though the best intent can go astray, what can be done to basically make it all right, even when it seems like the world is turned against you. So, Sierra, please introduce yourself, and let's get this show started. Hi guys, this is Sierra Brown. Um, I was a bodybuilding competitor for three years, and I guess I'm here to talk about improper substances in bodybuilding uh, supplements, um, or in my case, a sleep aid, actually. All right, so let's talk about it. So let's just kind of start from the beginning a little bit and set us up how your career began, how it was going, And, you know, kind of where you were at when this whole, I guess we're going to call it a debacle, kind of hit the fan. Yeah, absolutely. So um, in the three years I was competing, I went from figure to the women's athletic class, which some people may be more familiar with physique. Um, So one degree away from women's bodybuilding. So as time went on, I had to get more and more lean. So more muscle definition would show. Um, And therefore, your diet gets pretty strict and you have very low carbs in your system. And um, in my case, I would relate that to kind of your body deciding that you're starving to death at times and uh, it won't Mm -hmm. let you sleep. 
It was just like, get up and eat. You're going to die. So um, during my very last <laughs> during my last prep for my last competition was when we were really hitting it hard. I was getting 15 grams of carbs per day um, from fruit Ooh. and like, minor traces from broccoli and asparagus, things like that, because we were going for shredded. <laughs> Um, so in that time I got frustrated and couldn't sleep well. So a friend of mine had recommended a sleep aid, which my coach and I diligently checked against the WADA band list, um, because we were very careful with supplements being a natural bodybuilding sport. Um, so I had taken that supplement a few times during that prep so that I could actually sleep, um, because I was also still working full-time one job, part-time for another um, and training for bodybuilding, obviously. So show day rolls around um, on cloud nine, absolutely just loving all of it, and I ended up winning first place. So being that it was the DFAC USA Championships, um, they do urine tests by water rules, uh, the first place winners, and I believe some random athletes as well. So this would have been early June of 2016. I um, had my urine test turned in and then got a phone call from the show promoter, uh, Leif Anderson, who also was my coach at the time. And he started asking me some kind of strange questions over the phone when the test results came back. Like, if I didn't want to be a natural athlete, I would tell him. And I was so confused because that's all I've ever wanted to do with my career is build my body naturally, see what I could push it to. And... Uh, shortly after that question, he informed me that I had failed my urine test for Austrian. Oh, no. I, yeah. I had absolutely no idea what that was. At first, for a few moments, I even thought he was punking me because I was just so happy that I had won um, and, you know, just flying. Um, but eventually when I kicked in, it was quite devastating. Um, and then started the research. So I was only taking four things. Um, three of which many other competitors take um, as far as like a natural diuretic to help cut some of the water weight before a show um, and creatine and um, one other thing, uh, magnesium, I believe, was the other one, along with the sleep aid. So being that we suspected it may have been in the sleep aid, um, I sent it into a third-party testing facility along with a sealed bottle of the same lot number, um, and that test came back about three weeks later to prove that both bottles had Austrian present. Um, so we found the culprit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, and I pressed charges because I don't believe that that's right. You know, it's an improper substance and something that it shouldn't be in. And I didn't want exactly. anyone else to be harmed by that. Well, boy, this is, a, this is what we would call a sticky wicket if we were on the other side of the pond. Um, because you you took all the right steps, you did all the right measures, and you did the right precautions, only to find out that, you know, basically your truth had been stripped from you because someone else was lying. Um, I don't, I want to get into that first because there's no worse feeling than doing everything that you're supposed to do, only to find out, you know, that something's horribly wrong. And I remember Andrea Castillo was one of the first people that was asking one of the things that I was asking all the time, you know, when people were having issues with their uh, drug tests and drug screenings. And that was, why won't you come out to save others? 
you know, if it's such damage to your reputation and your ego and your pride, why refrain from basically helping others stay away or save off this kind of situation and this kind of mental barrage of, you know, we live in a very condemning and very abrasively aggressive uh, society right now where they're going after, like, hang them high as fast as possible. So when you found out all of this and your heart's basically breaking from the inside out and you did find something was wrong, what had you, what pushed you to go to the lengths you did to basically clear your name? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point, Kaylin. Um, I've never, I've always been very stubborn and um, I also wanted to protect people. Immediately, I do recall that question being asked and I didn't have results right away. It took almost three weeks for them to come back. And the second I knew exactly where that uh, the substance was coming from, I was proud to share those results or happy to share them with anybody uh, who would listen, honestly. I just didn't want to point a finger of blame somewhere that it didn't belong because I wanted to be believed when I shared the information so that people could benefit and protect themselves. Uh, as a competitor, feeling the way I did, I absolutely would not wish it on anyone else. Um, so the biggest driving factor for me was to help protect my comrades. I mean, I've made hundreds of friends through bodybuilding, and I would not want any of them to feel the way I did, um, having that first place stripped away, because everybody in the sport understands the sacrifice and the hours and the money that you put into it. And it's, it's so impossible to explain unless you've been there. But my, my driving force was to protect my friends and other competitors that may be finding themselves in the same situation. So, so basically you find, you find the perpetrating company that has put a a banned substance in a product without labeling it. So what happens when you confront that company? So you said you press charges. So what actually was that process and what happened? Um, You know, did the company make restitution? Did they apologize or, or what was their stance when all of this was going on? That's another good question. Thank you. Um, So there wasn't a lot of conversation from them directly, actually, um, surprisingly enough. After almost two and a half years of fighting, uh, I did get a settlement through the insurance company of of the company itself. So Furious Nutrition is who produced Sandman, uh, the sleep aid that I had been taking. Now, currently, they are not any longer a company, um, and neither is the, the adjacent distributor. Um, and as far as I know, the owner of those companies also is not creating supplements at this time. Um, granted, I don't have, like, a private investigator to find this out for me, but I haven't seen anything um, to suggest that there is still supplements happening. Um, so, um, yeah, I started with an attorney uh, who did not understand bodybuilding at all in the first place, and I had to go into great lengths and show him some pictures uh, so that he could finally understand. Um, but uh, two and a half years in, uh, there was a settlement, and then um, my attorney wanted to dig deeper and go after the owner of the company. And uh, actually, exactly four years to the day that I found out I had a failed drug test, I was um, – 
in a phone court hearing with a lawyer, uh, my lawyer and the judge, and the judge uh, did indeed deem me uh, the winner of this case. Um, whether or not I will see anything from that, probably not, um, which is not, again, the main, main point of all of it. It was much more so that this person couldn't harm anyone else. Whether it was intentional, accidental, I just, I didn't want it happening to anyone. Well, no doubt. I mean, and I guess the only way you could even remotely think it was accidental is if somehow it managed to get left off the ingredient list or or they were trying to play the game of, well, it's less than this amount, so therefore I don't have to list it as is often played with ingredients because if it doesn't hurt yeah. a certain threshold, then companies just don't have to list that ingredient. Or maybe it was, you know, hidden under some proprietary blend. I don't know. But to me, I mean, even that stretching it for it to be accidental because you know what you're putting into your product and if you don't understand what you're putting into your product then you shouldn't be making manufacturing products and you you definitely need more stringent testing protocol to know what you what's in your products i mean i don't know i mean it's to even to even give the benefit of the doubt that it could be accidental i just find that's that's laughable and highly negligent. I mean, and, and no reflection on you. You're trying to give the benefit of the doubt, but I'm saying there there is no benefit of the doubt. What they did was just wrong. Yes. Absolutely. They didn't take the necessary precautions to protect their customers, and and now we have a prime example of when customers pay the price. And unfortunately, even though you did not intentionally do anything wrong, the rules are the rules, and you still have to pay that price. You still have Correct. your title. You still have all of that stuff going on because even though you did not know it, you had a banned substance in your system, and and you can't you can't award you know natural trophies to an individual with banned substances, whatever the instance is. So for that. You know what? I truly, I truly am sorry. Even though I had nothing to do with it, but I hate that that happened. Thank you, thank you. That's very appreciated. Um, uh, well, honestly, you're first because most of the time when we, uh, Dad and I have heard this information, we always put our heads down. Because then we have to deal with the blame game, um, you know, didn't, I can't believe people are attacking me like this, you know, whatever. But when we ask for the proof in the pudding, everything seems to go away. And, you know, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, you know, it's so much going on. Uh, we'll just wait till I get all the court information. You were fighting this through thick and thin. Um, it was not an easy process. I mean, a lot of people, you know, were going for the jugular. You do learn your true friends, and you do learn uh, that, you know, basically just what you're dealing with, you know, pro and con. So, you know, through all of this, how have you mentally grown stronger, and what information would you give for, you know, basically being more identifiable with the, the supplements. I mean, I thank God for P4P because we don't have to uh, basically look so deep into the stuff because we know they're doing it for us, you know, with the third-party testing and all that. And how important is this for for the, your future? 
and the goals you have set before you? Yeah, so I would say to most people, again, just like you're saying, um, with P4P or look for companies that are third-party testing so you know for certain that what is on your label um, is going to be exactly what is in your product. Um, currently, I still use Tiger Fitness's, um, you know, whey protein. I'm not using a lot of supplements, honestly. Um, and mm. I've always been one that's super, super cautious, actually, about what I put into my body, which was why this was so unnerving, actually, um, to find out that I had a positive test result. Um, moving forward competitively, if I were to bodybuild again, I believe that most federations would allow me to compete again, and I fault the ones who wouldn't. Um, as much as it is frustrating because I did not do this to myself intentionally, um, I believe that the federations that boast drug-free lifetime athletes do have a right to say, um, you know, you wouldn't be allowed because you're technically no longer a drug-free athlete. Um, and I think for me that was the hardest hit initially. Um, but yes. for me now, yeah, I I'm really enjoying strength sports. Um, they're in powerlifting. It's a steroid tested sport, not necessarily something like a SARM, which is what Austrain is classified as. Um, so they don't uh, hold that against me at all as far as testing. And I would happily take a urine test any day of the week. Um, I definitely am staying far, far away from that. I mean, that supplement doesn't really exist anymore, but um, I I'm continuing to have pride in the fact that I'm a natural athlete and want to build what I can with what I've been given um, and nutrition and hard work. So if I, if I do compete in bodybuilding again, it'll be an interesting search and talking to show promoters to see if I would be allowed back in um, depending on the federation and what their rules are. Um, but that's, that's just part of kind of the cards I've been dealt at this point. All right. All right. Um, we have a, a quick question here. It's going to take us back to our discussion about the uh, distributors. Brenda wants to know what an adjacent distributor is. So um, in researching the company, the owner had a secondary company that they used to distribute products. Now, since um, working with my attorney and finding out additional information, I'm not certain that that distributor is actually who created the Furious Nutrition product, um, but they also are no longer distributing. So if they were, I would want to uh, investigate further, of course, to be sure that, you know, the Sandman wasn't cycled back into something else um, or, you know, relabeled for sale. Um, but at this point, luckily, uh, I'm not seeing that they are, they are um, putting supplements out into the market anymore. So... I'm hoping that part of this is I've done my job to, to keep everybody a little bit safer from at least this company um, and the products, if, you know, however they got tainted. Well, and that's, you know, such a sad thing. And, and I do thank you for, I mean, A, you, you went above and beyond, you know, to clear your name, but then the above and beyond you have done in order to make sure that the word gets out there so other athletes are aware is also very commendable because, you know, as Kaylin was kind of alluding to, when an athlete gets caught, 
um, with a banned substance in their system, you know, the first question is always, well, what was it that you were taking? And granted, we know that you held back for a little bit so you could get all of the facts and that in and of itself is appreciated too. But then after the fact, you came forward once you had most of the details where a lot of athletes, they never take that step. They never, they never pursue it. They never pursue it to the degree that you have, and B, they just are not willing to share, which to me is a telltale sign that they knew what they were doing and what they were taking, whereas on your hand, you're like, hey, wait a minute, I'm going to get the facts, but the point of the matter is I said I did not intentionally do this, and now I have the facts, and then you took that step to communicate that and let everybody know. So, I mean, that in and of itself, you know, speaks volumes speaks volumes because everybody likes to say, no, I didn't do it. There was some kind of mistake or da, 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 da. Yeah. Instead, of just, exactly. instead of just owning it, instead of just owning it and being like, you know what? I just really wanted to win that bad. You know, I'm sorry. Or even if you're not sorry, at least just own it. But nobody ever quite owns it. I think we've only had one or two other guests two. on the show to talk about this subject. Um, who had positive, you know, drug tests for one reason or another, and then, you know, had the full story of what actually happened. Because, unfortunately, sometimes things like this do happen. One guy, he thought he had followed all the proper procedures for full disclosure on what he was taking for prescribed, you know, drugs from a a doctor, prescription for his uh, ADD, and he did not take the full measures. He thought he did, but he didn't. So therefore, even though he had a prescription from a doctor um, for a medical reason, he got caught with a substance and, you know, he was stripped, but he, he even mailed his medal to the next person and was very apologetic. Again, we had another gal who just had no clue as to what was in a product that she was taking. And we uh-huh. watched that whole scenario unfold as well. Um, and, you know, two out of the three were through DFAC that got caught yep. of those instances. And that's nothing to do with DFAC. I'm just pointing out that as I recall these stories, two of the athletes were DFAC competitors. So, mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, that's all I have that. to say about that. There's that. Is that all? Yeah. That's all I have to say about that right there. I might have some more to say here in a minute, but that's all I have to say about that right there. Yes, ma'am. I now understand. <laughs> well, Sierra, now here's the thing. Uh, social media is a beast. And uh, I thank God that when whatever happened, I can't, I can't remember the year when this went down, but I know it, it was it was pretty awful with, with some of the statements and comments that were made. So. I thank God that it wasn't relative to right now because there's such a hate-filled void that's out there. I can't imagine what you'd be going through now with the way we speak to each other. It's it's really harmful to uh, people's minds. I've seen uh, people I know and care about basically be relegated to simpletons with the anger and, and, and furiousness with basically trying to address what's being said. It's, it's, it's just almost nutty watching how we're going about speaking to each other. So, you know, with what you had to deal with, you know, what were some of the barriers and, and, and some of the basically barricades you had to do for your mind at that time 
to keep your sanity because people were really wanting to, uh, you know, to go in all in on you. And then there was, because you were so resolved in saying, you know, regardless what happens, regardless what you think, I'm going to find the truth and I'm going to get this mess straightened out. How did you make it through this? Because it, it, it was a tough time for you. It really was. Um, I guess I was lucky enough to not really see any specific commentary directed towards me, I suppose, in hatred. Um, I want to say that the worst thing I saw was a comment that was kind of a broad um, statement about natural athletes, about all of us trying to cut corners any way we could. And the interesting thing about that comment is that Austrain actually is not testable after 48 hours in your system. So really, if I knew about it and was going to try to use it to cheat, it wouldn't have showed up. I would have known that fact, and it would have been out of my urine in time, if indeed I was actually trying to use it for a cheating purpose. So I knew, at least in my head, that I had support of the people that knew me. And there were enough that knew me personally in the bodybuilding community, especially really known, well-known people. Um, that I had support and they helped me uh, really on a day-to-day basis um, just continuing to lift and be around people that knew that I was an honest person. Um, I wouldn't have done this on purpose. So I just continuously kind of surrounded myself with, you know, my gym family and um, the people that that knew me best until that three-week mark. But man, was I antsy as heck trying to wait for those test results um, because, and I didn't touch on this before, but my worst fear actually was that someone may have tampered with my belongings or something like that. And not that I'd ever really worried about that before at a competition, but I wanted to be certain I could prove my innocence. Um, and if someone would have put Austrian in my water bottle or something per se backstage, I would have never been able to prove it. Um, and I guess in a way I got lucky to find the supplement that it was, or the, excuse me, the sleep aid it was present in. So I was able to show everyone um, that I was indeed not cheating. Um, and and clear my name. All right, gotcha. So how long of a ban were you subject to? And I know the ban was through DSAC, but then how does that play out across the other organizations for you? Um, the DFAC, um, technically a lot of their statements are, you know, the lifelong drug-free athletes. So, I was extended an olive branch by um, Vicki McCann at one point that if I took a year um, that I would be allowed to compete again. But even though this wasn't of my doing, I didn't feel that that was fair to an organization that boasts that they are drug-free lifetime athletes. Um, I mean, an organization that has drug-free lifetime athletes um, because even though I know it wasn't frequent, I know that wasn't how I got my results um, that, technically no longer I'm I'm not any longer a drug-free lifetime athlete um, which I mean it hurts but that's the truth um, I believe a couple other federations were not WADA testing at the time um, potentially NANBF was not outlawing Austrain at the time I may have been able to compete shortly after um, failing my drug test but I was very focused on finding um, information about what it could have done to me and um, where this came into play. Um, And now looking back, I mean, Austrian is kind of kid stuff for those people that do use performance enhancing drugs. Um, But at the same time, I didn't know that. I mean, I have close friends that use steroids that have kidney and liver problems and 
you know, low white blood cell counts. And I was very worried for my own safety because I didn't really understand what had been put into my body. Um, but mm-hmm. I believe after four, a four-year break, I think, I think I'd probably be allowed to compete in most federations now. Um, but for sure, at the time of the, the failed test, there would have definitely been some hoops to jump through if I wanted to go back to competing that year or maybe even the next. Mm. Wow. I, I, I got to say hats off to you because, uh, I, I, my goodness, hey, to still be as humble as you are with, you know, with all you've gone through, that that's saying an awful lot about your character and, and how much of a, a natural athlete you you really are in, in your mindset because one of the things that Des and I have been basically speaking on eternally, I mean, it, it's like it, it infinity now, is regardless if you're taking – you know, that knowing or unknowing, what's happening to your body? And, you know, what, what's going on with that? And, and the last thing that anyone wanted to talk about was the, the ramification of their internal organs or what's happening to them on the inside and the damage that's been done. That's irrelevant from where they were talking. It was all about reputation, ego, and whatever their career was dealing with. And I, it was amazing, you know, because – You know, I guess because my mom was a nurse and me growing up under that knowledge, there are so many things that need to be addressed before you do anything competitively. It was always amazing to hear people say what they were saying and not have any, you know, kickback to that understanding that my body could possibly be severely damaged. And that's the least of their worries. And I'm thinking, how can you be more concerned about the outside and, and, and then what's being done to the inside of your body and the harmful effects of it, because that's the one thing we don't want to talk about. It seems when it comes to enhancements or enhanced drugs is all the damage that's being done. You know, I, I gotta say hats off to that because that's very rare to hear. And I, I love everything you're saying so far. Des, do you have anything to add to that? I don't, I don't, but I mean, it's, it's, the fact that when you were concerned about that point just goes to show where your where your frame of mind was during that whole time, and it was not to do anything to harm anybody or take anything illegal. And just Absolutely. for the validation. Hello. And there it is. <laughs> Silence. The dreaded, the dreaded silence. silence. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and bring that dreaded silence here. I have a question for you from Mary. Um, she's asking, how can you get back to natural shows, and how has your life been changed from this? Um, I, I'm not sure if she's asking, like, how can I, how can I help them more? Um, Right after I failed my drug test, I actually started um, doing the backstage um, lining up of the athletes and helped with um, urine tests myself, actually, um, because some of the promoters understood that me and my frame of mind would be probably one of the best people knowing that my substance was tainted to show the importance of urine testing because that helps us all be sure we have a level playing field. Um, and I mean, that's how I helped give back. I'm not sure if she's looking for like a donation page or something. Um, and, sorry about that. Yeah. No, okay. What in the world? 
That's my dog guarding the house. Okay. It must <laughs> be one in, in, in true miniature dash hound fashion. Yeah. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> Can you repeat the second half of her question? Um, and then she wants to know how has this how has your life been changed from this incident? Sure, certainly. Um, so when I found out, at least in the short term, that I was not going to be able to compete as a bodybuilder, especially a tested athlete, um, I turned my focus to strength sports because I thought at that point, if anything, I wanted to do something competitive, but also um, that would continue to enhance my physique versus uh, changing it so that it wouldn't be suitable for bodybuilding. Um, so I've actually been competitive powerlifting for about a year, uh, excuse me, three and a half years uh, at this time, um, including being able to go to nationals and world championship level competitions and continuing to compete as a, as a tested athlete. Um, I'm hoping at some point in my lifting career, I can uh, obtain a best lifter award. Um, that would be really cool. And it's actually calculated kind of off coefficients based on your body weight and your powerlifting total and your age. Um, so I usually, I usually am beaten by um, these small but mighty lightweight girls who um, <laughs> lift in like a 117 weight class, and they're deadlifting almost what I deadlift. <laughs> and for reference, I'm now walking around at about 165 pounds. So <clears throat> they're, uh, they're a little bit smaller than me and just really amazing, mighty human beings. Yeah, small but mighty. I get it. I definitely get it. Um, like and they're tough. They're they're tough in the natural bodybuilding arena too because those little, not little in the sense that they're little, but little in the sense that you know it's in a compact body. But those muscle bellies, they just don't forget the East Coast. Yeah. Up, and they're hard to beat. They are hard to beat. So I get it. Um, next question here from Adam. He wants to know: Was it worth the legal battle, or would have been would it have been better to just take the hit? I again, I'm I'm a stubborn German. I've never really been one to just roll over, and I felt that for myself and for the sake of other athletes, I I needed to fight it. And um, uh, more so today, I think. That no one else would be harmed by by that same supplement, especially or by the producer, if they're not going to be careful with their lines or if they're actively sneaking things into their products of how it got there. So, I think honestly, I, I fully would rather have battled this out. Um, there are attorneys out there that'll work with you, and they do the kind of we don't get paid until you get paid kind of thing. So it wasn't terribly financially taxing for me, um, and not nearly as much so as putting all the effort and the, the money and the prep into my career um, that was then kind of just abruptly assaulted. So, heck yeah, I was going to fight. Yep, heck yeah. I, I see, I get it, heck yeah. I get it. Okay. Next heck question yeah. from Deborah. heck yeah, hashtag heck yeah. She wants to know what's mm. the difference between natural bodybuilding or natural power lifters, if any. Or maybe it's easier to talk about the similarities. Yeah, so um, the differences are the testing list of prohibited substances. Um, so in a lot of federations, it's the WADA banned list, which is pretty comprehensive um, if you've ever looked into it. I've read it. I, I didn't memorize it, but 
um, in powerlifting, it's a steroid-tested sport. So I'm not allowed to use anabolic steroids if they find testosterone that was inappropriately high in my system uh, that would constitute a failure. So I technically could use performance-enhancing drugs that I would not have been allowed to use in um, bodybuilding, but I choose not to because I really want to see what I can do myself, my hard work. And All right, very good. Kaylin, anything to add from your wealth of knowledge? Yeah, um, well, for one, you know, like I said, I, I really want to put this stamp on it. That's big kudos to you for all you've done because, you know, we it, it's almost cliched when someone fails a drug test that uh, we're going to hear basically all the rhetoric that comes from it and nothing being done. I mean, absolutely nothing. Uh, Dad and I have, have almost rolled our eyes backwards till they're basically just doing a, a 360 and you, we can see the insides of our brains before all that happens. And to see you fight this, you know, tooth and nail to make sure, not just for your own protection, but for the protection of others, it's 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 really commendable. And, and I, I recommend anyone that's a friend to you to grab onto you even harder because if you'll fight for this, you know, for people you don't know, I, I can't imagine how you'd fight for your, your, your friends and loved ones that are closest to you. So, you know, I definitely definitely want you to understand how much uh, respect I have for what you've done. Uh, I, I, I've met you in person. We've met each other a lot of times, and I've always been smiling when I'm around you at how you're, you're willing to help backstage, help on stage, help any way that you can. So this is not something that's rare or, or new to you. This is who you are. And I, I, I got to say hats off to that and, and just, uh, you know, hats off to you as a person and, and thank God for people like you that, that do what you do for the sake of others as well as the future of an industry, it, especially one that you didn't even know if you could be a part of later on in it. Uh, Dad, anything else? All I have to say is amen to what you just said because my sentiments exactly. I have one last question uh, to wrap up the night, and I think this is uh, it's very fitting. This question is from Larry. And he is saying, now that all this is over, uh, Sierra, what would you say to all future novice and natural bodybuilders and powerlifters? I would say um, be sure you do your research in your supplement companies. Uh, find a coach that you feel you can trust. Um, and, I mean, have fun with it. Like, that was seriously the best part of my bodybuilding career was getting up on stage and just soaking it in. Um, and now that I'm powerlifting, um, a little shameless plug here for Relentless that was supposed to be happening, but COVID has shut it down this year. Um, I've been granted the opportunity to help fundraise for kids that have life-threatening either birth defects or cancers, things like that. Um, and the most awesome. fun I've ever had on a powerlifting stage is that day with those kids around. Um, so because of the threat to their immune systems and things, we're definitely not um, you know, face-to-face -face with them this year and giving high fives, but holy cow, like, that is an experience. And, you know, being up on the stage in lights is just, you can't know unless you do it. So if, if you're ready and you want to try it, do some research and just jump in and enjoy it because it really is 
just fun. And again, so amen to that. Amen yes, to that. I and yes, Bill, she is easy to like, and we like her. <laughs> that's awesome that is awesome so with that being said Kaylin any last thoughts on tonight uh, just just a wonderful show um, we get lots of hearts and uh, lots of love being shared to you and a lot of sad faces because you know something happening something what is that old statement uh, about you know you hate when something happens to good people well, this is one of those instances and occasions, but these are the people that basically turn everything around because they go against the cliche. They go against the standard of, of lower ethics and morals. And so we, we can do more when they find out that, that something is not right and needs to be corrected. So I doubt if a cheater getting caught would really hurt us as much as it hurts watching someone who has done any and everything legally to do correctly only to find out they've been underhanded by a supplement company that wasn't willing to do anything right or correct. So just adding that, I know I'm reiterating something I've already said, but I just want to drive that home because this is, this is big. This is huge, huge. And I want everyone to understand just how much this has affected my day uh, going into it. Cause like I said, I've been privy to what's been going on. And I was interested to see how this was going to turn out since, you, you know, meeting Sierra and knowing her as a person, not just as somebody on Facebook or not really having a true identity through some of the posts and comments. So, you know, it was really good to know that she was well protected and that she was coming out of this as one whole woman. Because a lot of times you come out shattered and broken. That. Yep. And again, I you know, when you just can't say it better than someone's already said it, then I say, don't even try. Don't even try. So <laughs> Don't I not think, try. That was you said. Don't not try. Don't not try. Don't not try. But, you know, you can try with a Snickerdoodle shout out if you really wanted to. I'd really like a Snickerdoodle donut right now, glazed with uh, <laughs> cake mix and maybe some blueberry sprinkles. I don't know. There are blueberry sprinkles on top. So, on behalf of all of the uh, wrongly accused who get justice in the end and uh, everyone out there who likes a little uh, blueberry sprinkles on their donuts, Kaylin, myself, and the boys from P4P Muscle, your body is a temple. So, let's build it. Mm.